the biggest thing that happened in the period of the past two weeks was the uh, event on the 18th of November, uh, which was our celebration of the fifth anniversary of Platform for Progress. Um, it came about because I was invited to the fifth anniversary of the party called Democrats in Northern Macedonia, which basically said, why don't we do that? It's coming up five years. It's a big event um, to celebrate, to summarize, to provide some motivation, energy for the future. Um, that to the, uh, our governing body, they said, well, it seems like a good idea. How much will it cost? So we have to print the budget, think about it, and so on. Anyway, we wanted to go back to the original place where we started, the House of Youth, as it is called in Sarajevo. But it was reserved all the way through the next three months or so. So we went back to the um, a business center where we had our first office, and next to where used to be, where we used to be, there is a really nice uh, conference room, auditorium style, for about 300 people. We thought it was a little bit large, too large, not expecting a large crowd, especially as we found out later on. That at the same time, same night, we started at 7, but at 8 p.m., the three tenors were visiting Sarajevo. 10,000 people went there to see them. So we said, wow, what a timing. And we couldn't do anything else because on the 20th, I was going to the States. So the, that, that was Saturday. So we said, okay. Worked hard on making sure that um, there's a decent crowd. Um, a bus with about 40 people came, a little over 40 people came from Tuzla. Um, we went into the street and um, um, gave out, uh, invited people through the uh, pamphlets and whatever. Even though it was a cold day, but fortunately it didn't uh, snow as it was projected. Oh, it was nice weather in the end, clear skies. Uh, we had about 200, 250 people, so it's, it, feel, it felt um, like a good crowd. It was a good energy. We had um, really nice guests. Uh, we invited uh, the Democrats from Northern Macedonia to come, and four of them actually, the leadership came to us. Um, there was a, a gentleman, Zoran Pavlovich, economist from Republika Srpska, who uh, came here to talk about, came there to talk about the vision of the country. Uh, Fra Ivo Markovic, the uh, Franciscan priest, uh, was there, who is a Croat, and the first one is a Serb, a Croat, to talk about um, uh, his vision of the society and to show respect and support for what we are doing. Um, 
our um, two of our um, council men women um, city council uh, the municipality councils our two representatives at the local level of government participated and get wonderful uh, an overview of where we are where we are going what needs to happen um, head of the Canton organization, Cantonal organization for the Canton Tuzla uh, or Tuzla Canton. And then uh, the vice president, Yusuf Arifak, is from um, our organization, Republika Subskind. And in the end, I had prepared the marks. In the meantime, twice, we had um, entertainment in terms of our uh, anthems. One anthem of platform, uh, platform for progress. The other one was uh, for our camp last campaign, all um, composed by Alan Lemeshevich, our member, who ac actually was on hand to perform uh, uh, with the guitar uh, both songs. And it was. Um, I have to tell you what I. I saw it as a as a. Um, Elegant event, uh, nothing over the top, but a dignified, uh, with a wonderful atmosphere, um, positive messages, um, understanding where we are, and, but understanding the chance for the future, the opportunity that we have in the future. And um, whoever came there, left with an impression that this is really a, 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 an organization that more people should know about, worthy of their support. And I'm glad that there were a lot of new people, people that were not members of, members of the party. Um, so now, with that behind us, we are looking at future steps. We need to start creating the uh, lists for the election, list of, list of candidates for the elections in October of 2024. And we need to do it earlier than we used to, simply because we have to have the time and way to prepare people for the elections. We are also going to have a Congress pretty soon, even though the Congress is uh, it's going to be online and it's going to be just a voting, electronic voting. So it's going to be easier to organize because we're going to have um, um, four openings in the, in the governing body because of the people uh, who cannot uh, perform their duties due to um, family circumstances, changed um, work work conditions, requirements of their work that they cannot participate in political life or whatever, which will give us a chance to think about uh, some kind of reshuffling and getting the board, the governing board, to um, understand our situation and its unique and significant role in, in making sure we are turned toward better uh, days. 
the governing board itself is uneven. Some people really contribute a lot. Some don't have that much time. So we need to. I need to talk to all of them openly and see uh, whether they can perform their duties or not, so that we can stack the governing body with people who have the time and are willing to contribute. Um, a lot of things are happening. There are new political parties being created, some of them squarely, directly in our space. <laughs> when they talk to me and they are saying, can we have our, uh, your support? <laughs> That's what I mean. You're smacking, you're doing something, you try to create something that already exists. Why? Why? Why not join forces, come here and then participate? It is very interesting. The um, There was also a bitter moment these days. Uh, 25th of November is the day of the statehood of Bosnia-Herzegovina. On that day, uh, the parties who are now in 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 the government in the federation federatia entity uh, they last year they organized um, like the academy or an event that on that day in Banja Luka to celebrate uh, the statehood day to show the secessionists in Republic of Srpska that Bosnia Herzegovina lives there they. Uh, it really, was really just to satisfy the ambitions of one of their persons from Republika Srpska, who subsequently got a minister-level position in Federacija, which is unbelievable. You act in one part and then you reap benefits in the other. This time, the, gover- the um, local or the entity uh, government didn't allow them to do that, to, to organize the event because of, for security reasons, safety reasons, uh, sort of. And they went there to organize um, um, press conference in front of the offices, just to say we, we were here, <laughs> just they can claim in a populistic fashion we were here. And of course, they're their partner in the government sent some protesters to protest against them to create some uh, situation and they ended up being heroes even though it's it's a known script where one helps the other look really cool in their own group within their own group and they came home and then everywhere in the news throughout uh, they were so brave, they went to Baniluka. And uh, I got really sick and tired of it. And I, so I wrote a little post that nobody cared to see. But basically, it said, in 2019, we organized a Congress, first Congress of the party. The first one, first assembly was in Sarajevo. And the next Congress was in Baniluka, when nobody actually even thought about going there. Was, people were afraid going there. We, we brought 600 people. We subsequently had protests throughout the country, including Vanyaluk. We opened an office in Vanyaluk. Nobody ever, ever reported on it, ever. And these three go and have a conf- press conference and everybody there in the news, they are brave. 
So these double, triple, quadruple standards are just painful to bear. The lack of sophistication and uh, lack of ob ob objectivity of the media is really painful. But such is life. Um, our team for communications and marketing, which now includes uh, four people with the experience in journalism, uh, three of them, and one is the designer. Um, working really well together with two people from the central office and myself. So it's a team of seven now that's going to be expanded. But we meet once a week, divide the tasks, and one of them is the an, an editor who can organize things, uh, two uh, really good writers, and then plus people from our office and myself can write as well. So we are now stepping up that activity. And I think this is, for the first time in a long time, uh, potentially a really good solution for our communications and marketing needs. Uh, we haven't done a good job in expanding organization throughout the country, and that is part of the reasons why we have to make changes in the governing body and have people who will resign because they don't have the time and hopefully we'll find somebody who can who can perform that role. A lot of opportunity, a um, lot of chances. Finding the right people is, has been a challenge. Um, holidays are coming up. I'm assuming it's going to slow down a bit and then pick up again in, in January. Um, a lot of Dangerous situations in the country, they are the governing uh, parties in Federatia are preparing to change the election law to satisfy demands on the Croat side. Really dangerous, we're really unfortunate. But we are heading toward the country where the Serb and Croat wishes are being fulfilled and supported by the international community, even though. On surface, they're saying one thing, and then in practice, they are doing another by giving them what they want. So, such is life. The battle continues. That's about it. Well, share with me a little bit what your message was during the event and how you felt it went personally. Okay, so I... Um, I have to brag a little bit about myself um, because that's what other people said. Um, a lot of people came afterwards and said that was um, a really uh, a well-timed and well-delivered um, speech. People from Northern Macedonia said this is not, they have never heard the politician speak that way. And they wanted it to be online, and they wanted it in a copy of it, which we gave them. Basically, the message was that uh, nobody has the right to take hope away from us, the citizens of Bosnia-Herzegovina, because when they take the hope away, there is no future. And the governing parties 
have done absolutely everything in their power to take away from people the hope, belief that something can really change. That apathy is something that is our biggest problem. That acceptance of this new normal, which is crooks are fine, uh, corruption is fine, is um, just hard to deal with because you have to change the country to change the country you have to change the people and those people are basically just saying well it is what it is and the whole the whole thing was based on giving them examples example after example in the history of mankind where people who objectively looking from the outside should have given up abandoned any hope and just lay down their lives and it's over but they didn't they rose from the ashes and prevailed and i basically said how dare you say it's over after hearing all those people who had it far worse than we did than we are and they didn't give up how can we so it the whole was thing was about trying to get them to understand what the people, the tyrants in power are doing to them. And it truly, truly is up to them to accept or not to accept that. And if they don't accept it, there's a path toward the future. Um, so hope was the actually the gist of it. Well, did it serve once again as a, a motivator for you and a drive to keep pushing with what you're doing? Yes, as I was writing it, I was I was just trying to figure out what is it that is the biggest problem. And I told them at the beginning of the speech, no, it's, and since I came here, I've recognized one thing that really prevents us from creating an environment where a better future can actually come. And I said, no, that's not the criminal behavior, that's not corruption, that's not nepotism, that's not purchase diplomas, that's not international community that doesn't care, even though all of those, I mean, it's not the politicians who fight for themselves on another society, and it's not rigged elections, even though all of those are the problems. But what the actual problem really is, the hopelessness that people feel and have no right to feel that way. Um, give them an, an example. It was really an interesting one. In 57, researchers from Harvard put uh, rats into the pool. And after about 15, 16 minutes, they started drowning. They took them out, dried them, gave them little rest, and put them back in to the pool. And normally, you would expect that they would now last 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 
day lasted 60 hours, two and a half days. And point was that when you have hope, and they had a hope that somebody will pluck them out of the border and save them. So they were using every atom of their power just to swim and survive until somebody will take them out and save them. And given the fact that since uh, that was a beautiful quote, somebody said, it's only in the dark that you can see the stars. Mm. Um, that we have to accept this as a state that needs to be overcome and that no matter what they do to us, we cannot, should not, have no right to lose hope. It has to die last and second cannot even die. And so that gives you also, yes, you're right, gives me, that gave me, as I was writing it, a chance to reflect on it and say to myself that even though when there are clearly times when you don't feel as if things are progressing anywhere, that it is a phase, it is a stage, and that I first have to be an example of the person who believes and does what needs to be done to, to overcome the challenges and obstacles that are facing us. And I think it did the job that people uh, reacted to part of the speeches the way I expected it to. And you could see the enthusiasm and sense of, oh, there is the path. And then I finished by saying, I'm not, take, I'm not talking just about the past. I'm just talking about the abstract ideas like hope. I have a concrete proposal that from now on we are our path is not the three and there is the on the Bosniak side the coalition of three parties that are in the government and they have proven to be the same or sometimes even worse than the nationalists and not the four and the four is now the, the ex-nationalists are created are, came up with the three parties that will be aligned with them they want to create the four now that will fight the three so i said our path is not a three not the four but us but the rest of us together and so that basically also resonated well. They are saying, we have our path. It's not crooks number one, crooks number two, but the clean, honest people, capable, honest people in the middle. And there are forces in the country that will hopefully, hopefully recognize that. So that defined our path, what I believe in, based on the reaction of the people for the this election and the next election and 
forever. Anyway. It's constant uphill. And it's just, as you know, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir there, but it's just, you can only pick, there are so many things that need to be resolved and you can only pick one to focus on and hope others change, I would assume. Right, and it's, uh, it is really, as you just said, it is a constant uphill battle and you look at the world, look at the last elections in the Netherlands where you have a person who is a bigot who was elected. Um, we have similar situations in Hungary, Poland, and it seems like the Europe is turning to really, even sometimes decisively to the right. Um, like the forces of darkness. The right is not darkness, it's just that the extreme right is what is really dangerous, uh, where you forget about the rights of the people, citizens, and you project ideas that will turn society towards the few that will benefit from it and the rest to work for those few. It's unbelievable. But thank you for the opportunity for us to talk.